What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and I don't care that right now it says September 3rd, okay? This podcast is for Wednesday, September 2nd, 2015, and you guys listening to episode 223, and I'm going to try to do this again. Uh, I'm not going to lie, guys. I, uh, I'm i a little pissed off right now at the top of the show, because um, last night on Wednesday, you know, I had the break with the vacation, which I'll get to. But um, I said, look, I have a break with vacation um, and I'm coming back. I want to make sure I come back on Wednesday night like I'm supposed to. And uh, I did a show at Levity Live last night. I got home. I made sure um, I did the podcast. I did the podcast uh, before midnight you know, to just get it out there so it's it shows up really late on Wednesday night or early Thursday the way that it's supposed to. And uh, I ended up doing a podcast that was about an, I don't know, um, maybe like an hour and 12 or an hour and like 13 minutes. And I went to upload it and I could not find it. It was gone and deleted. And I hate to say this, it was a really good one, but I got more information about things that I want to talk about today, so, um, and it's very early on Thursday morning, so you guys will have this by the, you know, early afternoon, probably before lunch today, so it's only maybe a, you know, a uh, 12-hour difference, but either way, uh, it pissed me off, Uh, but I hope everybody had a good break um, in between shows. I was uh, away, uh, we had a house down by the beach, uh, down at the Jersey Shore, uh, which was awesome, and I just decided, you know what, man, I'm with my family, um, my wife, my kids, we're on vacation, I travel and, you know, run around enough and, you know, worrying about uh, scheduling and, and, and getting in the car and, you know, just all kinds of stuff with bookings and, and stuff with the career, I said, let me just stop. All right, and uh, take a week off and enjoy my family. Uh, I'm not going to do a podcast from the fucking house that I have here on the beach. Let's just enjoy this. So I uh, and and I gave you guys fair warning. I decided to to take off. So that was that. But a um, lot of cool stuff to talk about on the show. Uh, my unacceptable still pisses me off, um, and it's something that I'm not even done with yet. But uh, you guys should get a kick out of that. Um. Got that to talk about. I'm going to talk about. Um, didn't see a movie. Actually, seen a movie tonight because I'm performing at a movie. Uh, I'm performing at a comedy club next to the movie theater. But uh, I have been watching a Netflix original series that I wanted to talk about. So we'll get to that. Uh, some stuff on sports. People were asking me some stuff on sports. Get to that, and uh, you know, all kinds of good stuff. So this will be a regular, uh, you know, fun-filled TVE episode 223, uh, wherever you are, wherever you may be, in your car, on a treadmill, in your cubicle, maybe even on the beach, sitting down with headphones, uh, you know, hopefully I can make you laugh and uh, you enjoy the show. But first, as always, before we get into it, we got to go to the sponsors. So, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by, as always, gonzofame.com. Go to gonzofame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today, Um, very well-known established comedians, up-and-coming comedians. Uh, It's a great website. It's always growing. You name a comedian, they're on there, and they keep putting them on there, and the interviews are great. 
Uh, it's run by a funny up-and-coming comedian, uh, Dave Gavry, out in Chicago, who's uh, working hard and uh, doing well. And um, the uh, website he's working just keeps getting better, and uh, I love working with them. So check out gonzofame.com. Also, Brookings Mediation. Um, if you are anywhere uh, in the nation, nationwide, and you're going through divorce and, or debt, you know, just trying to get some kind of debt settlement because everybody deals with that and getting called by bill collectors uh, or bankruptcy, anything like that, before you take the legal route, check out uh, John Burton over at Brookings Mediation. Give him a call. They are way quicker. They are way less expensive, um, and I'm really happy that I teamed up with uh, this company because I know people go through stuff. The divorce rate is way too high, and uh, you know people all over have debt, and people are harassing them, calling them, bill collecting. Uh, you can call John Burton toll free, uh, toll free for a free consultation, 877-415-7777. That's 877-415-7770, and talk to John. Um, a lot of people don't realize that laws are already set. Um, laws are already set with um, divorce and stuff like that, and they don't know. It's it's done. It's a done deal. So that means you're just going to pay heavy legal fees, go through the court process. If the court keep pushing the date, you get screwed. Uh, mediation is basically, um, you know, a just a... An, like a mutual, they're no legal advice, they don't take sides, they sit, they're a mutual party, and they try to settle it between two people, and and it makes it so much easier and quicker, and um, if you call up and you say uh, the Verzi Effect and I sent you, you will get a, a 30% discount, which is incredible, guys, and it is nationwide, so call John Burton or go to um, brookingsmediation.com. Okay. Uh, also, the Verzi Effect um, podcast is with All Things Comedy. Please support All Things Comedy. Follow them on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, the Twitter is at All Things Comedy. They have the best, best podcasts that are out there. Um, and they uh, just do, do records now for comedians. They're all about the artists. They uh, really have really taken the middleman out and helped the artist a lot. And that's uh, amazing. So... Um, all Things Comedy, please support them. You can go to allthingscomedy.com and see everything that they, they have out there to offer with podcasts and everything. Okay, guys, uh, let's get into the show. Like I said, I was away for the week. I was in uh, Long Beach Island, New Jersey. Now, I know some of you are saying, well, wait, I thought you always goof on Jersey. You don't love Jersey. It's true. I don't love Jersey for certain reasons, just driving, and it could always be a nightmare. However, um, we did go to Long Beach Island last year. It was very nice. As a kid growing up, my family took us to Long Beach Island. We went to the beach over there. It was always really nice and have childhood memories. And my wife last year said, let's go to Long Beach Island. I said, fine. This year, I wanted to go to Long Island and maybe do the Montauk thing. And it didn't work out. You know, we're like, let's just try Long Beach Island one more time. Went down there, got a house, um, you know, 80 yards from the 80 yards from the, the beach. You could see the ocean from the top deck where we were staying. It was awesome. Last year we were in a hotel and um, it was great. We were in a hotel on the beach. This year, like, you know what? Let's get a house bigger, more room. Had some family come down. And um, it was so cool, man, to just 
I, they said it was literally the best weather that they had all summer. Uh, we went to the beach, what, six days in a row. Yeah, six days in a row every day for like six, seven hours. And I'm normally not like that. <clears throat> I'm, norm- I'm not like a beach guy like that. I, You know, I'm the type of beach guy growing up. I would lay in the sun for 10 minutes, get so hot, jump in the ocean and be like, all right, what are we doing? When are we leaving? And I don't know if it's just because I wanted to relax or, you know, I'm getting older. I don't know, but I did not want to leave. I was like laying in the sun, going in the ocean. The ocean was like bath water because uh, it's, you know, it was late August and it's just hot. So you initially go in and it's cold. And then like one second after you get wet, you're like, this, like you could stay in there forever. Awesome. Um, we just had a great time boogie boarding with the kids. And the kids are so funny because they keep saying they want to go in the water. And then as soon as like water hits them hard or something, like, all right, let's go back and make sandcastles. Let's, uh, <laughs> they, they were so funny. And when little kids get water in their mouth or like over their head and they're not used to it, they just open their eyes real wide and their mouth is open and they look around in every direction. It's really funny. Uh, but it was awesome. My six-year-old boy and my three-year-old little girl, we just, they loved it. My wife had a great time. Drinking on the beach might be in the top five things you could do in this world. Like when you have nothing to do for a week, like nothing to do, you know, and you're just on vacation, you could tune everything out, which is hard when you got stuff going on. But when you can go through that without just like if you're if your big decision is what seafood you're going to eat that night and you're just sitting at the beach just throwing down drinks beers and booze or you're just sitting at the beach and you don't even kind of realize you're getting buzzed cuz it's like so bright and sunny you're just laying there and all of a sudden you throw like three cocktails back and you stand up to go in the water and you're like oh man this is amazing then you take a little nap it's the best but i got to tell you something there weren't that many animals on the beach. I'm surprised because, you know, Jersey is definitely known to have its fair share of animals. You got people from South Jersey and Philadelphia coming up, and you definitely see animals there. We were on more of a private beach, a lot of families and stuff, but um, the one thing I noticed was I've never seen more confident, out of shape people in my life. Like, I saw one dude on the beach, and this dude was easy, 350 pounds, just confident, not giving a fuck, just walking, gigantic, hairy belly hanging over his bathing suit, just walking around like a fucking monster, and the guy was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's the funny thing, the beach is the one place you could you could kind of just walk around, people are like, ah, you know, whatever, the guy wants to come to the beach, he enjoys the water. <laughs> And, um, I, it it was funny because like, but the one thing is like the hairy dudes gotta, like if you're hairy, like full fledged hairy, hairy, like, like looks like you got a fucking sweater on, you gotta, I mean, I get it. Like maybe you got a family and your wife doesn't care, but there's gotta be something in you where you just look in the mirror and you're like, look, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is like. I look like I should be, I look like National Geographic should, like, do a side-by-side with a fucking gorilla to compare me and do some, like, special on how, like, maybe evolution is true. (laughs) 
I swear to God, there are some people walking around beaches that you're like, dude, I get that you're comfortable in your own skin, but like, are you thinking about there's people here that are like, let's be honest, beach bodies are, you know, going to the beach is, like, I respect the women that, you know, are maybe a little out of shape or let themselves go, so they wear a one-piece. You know, they wear a one-piece with the little thing hanging down. It looks like they have a little dress on. and Because they, they get it. They know. They're like, ah, I'm at the beach. My body's not really ready. Hopefully next year I'll go get them. I'll work in the off-season, try to get back. And that's fine. And that's the way that it should be. Some of these people just like, you know, full-fledged hair, gigantic guts. You know, clip your fucking toenails, man. You're at the beach. Like, I go to the beach. Everything is groomed. Everything is groomed. Nails, everything. Hands, feet, nails, all down, nice. Nicely, you know, groomly. Uh, groomly. I guess, I don't know if that's whatever, but you know what I mean. You got it. You're going to the beach. You're basically wearing a large underwear. That's what you, When you go to the beach, you're basically wearing glorified underwear. So if that's the case, just look all right. Just, just kind of. I mean, and like I said, there were. I didn't see any like overly gross. I mean, it was like a lot of families and couples and people with their kids. It was very nice beach, private beach, awesome, and and that's fine. And I get some people can't be in shape. I'm not saying everybody needs to be in shape. I'm not trying to be a dickhead like that. I'm not trying to be a douche, call people out. I'm not in, you know, exceptional shape. However, you know, you are there with a bunch of people. Just kind of. I mean. Make a little effort is all I'm saying. Make a little effort. Um, but it was other than that, man. We had a great time. Did the boogie boarding thing, which is so awesome. I caught a I caught a wave from so far out. Rode it all the way in. But the funny thing was, it was really busy, so there's a lot of people around. So as you're riding a wave, and you could like hit somebody. And all I'm thinking about is like, I got to apologize. I don't know what's worse of an apology. I, I just picture myself like going in and almost hitting people. Like, sorry, I'm in my 30s. Sorry. I'll be like, I'm not even apologizing for boogie boarding. I'm just going to apologize for doing it in my 30s. But I don't care. There were guys in their 50s and 60s out there doing it. It is still so much fun. And I don't know if I could surf because surfers got to go further out and just sit out on the board with their legs dangling over like, uh, you know fruit for for sharks i'm not doing that i'm not gonna be some hanging fruit for a fucking shark and the sharks are on the east coast a lot right now you know with all the their food you know migrating fuck that i'm not i just can't sit on a thing and just you know sit in somebody's house when they're hungry and and tease them like that like i'll go up to you know I'll go up to like the middle of my body, catch some waves in, you know, boogie board and whatever, but I'm not fucking, I'm not going out there where like, you know, if you stood up, it's up to your head and a shark is comfortable down. Fuck that. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be a YouTube video where I try punching a shark because I'll probably pass out before I could punch the fucking shark. Um, But the boogie boarding was a lot of fun and just had a great just a great time at the beach, man. We were there, like I said, six days in a row. I am darker than I've ever been in my life. I got back the other day. Someone's like, oh my God, dude, look how dark. Like I am, because I got, I could tan, like my wife is so Scandinavian and, and white, you know, Swedish and Finnish and all that shit. So she's like fair skin. And um, 
my son is fair skin. My daughter is more olive skin like me, but I'm Greek and Italian. So I'll like maybe get red initially, like maybe the first day a, a red tone. And then all of a sudden I could just go like, just get black. So uh, it was fucking awesome. I ate, we I everything. We ate lobster. We ate uh, crab legs, the whole thing. It was just a really a good time. Now I'm going to get to my unacceptable here, which really bothers me. Then I'm going to get to your guys' unacceptables. Um, if this podcast doesn't take and gets deleted for some reason, I'm going to lose my shit. Um, but, and all you people going, yeah, bullshit, Paul, you didn't really do one. Yeah, BS, you could just tell us, fuck you, I did one, okay? I made it my business to get home to do one. All right, I even rushed smoking a cigar to get it done before midnight. I sat down, I did what I thought was a good one. All right, I'm having a great time with it and everything, and I'm ready to put it up at 1 o'clock in the morning. It would have been ready for you guys in the middle of the night or in the morning, and uh, I'm up trying to fuck, exhausted trying to get this thing done. So back off with all your... I would tell you guys, when have I not like... First of all, I don't owe you people anything sitting here justifying it, but this one better take. But I'm still so upset about my unacceptable that I don't... You know, I'm not done with it. So I'll do this one, and then I will get into your guys' unacceptables, uh, which I fucking went through last night. So this is going to annoy me, but they were good and funny. So I will go through it again. I had some first-time people that I was excited to read, and they did a really good job with it. And I'm just going to have to do it again. But they were good enough where I don't have to fake my energy, okay? My unacceptable is this. So, we're down at the beach, and uh, like I said, we had the house, so family members came and visit us, and it was really cool. We had um, my uh, my sister came the first night, then my mother and stepfather came the next couple of days. Uh, just coincidentally, my little brother's job, uh, they bought a house down there, or they, they rented a house down there. And he came down, so he was there for a day with his girlfriend. So they came to the beach, hung out with us one day, went back, had some cocktails before they left for dinner. Then, you know, my mother-in-law came down. It was just like people in and out. And uh, my wife and my, me and my kids, we did have, uh, you know, some time, a couple days to ourselves and stuff. So the whole thing was just really nice and worked a lot of fun. So the last day that my mom and stepfather are there, um, well, I'm sorry, let me, let me go back. Uh, let me preface it with this. The two things that I wanted to do for me on the seven-day vacation was I just wanted to play a round of golf and I wanted to go, you know, jet skiing, wave running. Uh, I love it. I love the freedom. I'm really, you know, that's my version of the freedom of a motorcycle. I'm just not going to go on a motorcycle because I like to have a roof over me with four wheels, um, you know, rather than sit on a rocket that could go 200 miles an hour or whatever and some asshole could hit you. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about other people. So wave running to me is the most insane thing. I don't know if anybody's done it. If you haven't done it, uh, you owe it to yourself. Uh, Don't worry. Don't be nervous. Don't say, I'm telling you, it is the most fun you will have. They put you, you know, it means you could do it in the ocean. You could do it in the bay. I like doing it in the bay. I like doing it both, but I swear to God, when you are going 50 miles an hour on the water, you feel like you're going Mach 4 in a fucking military jet. It's insanity. All right. So, um, those are the two things that I wanted to do. So I golfed with my stepfather. Awesome. Played, played really, really good golf. 
I hit the ball well, a lot straighter than I thought. I haven't played in such a long time, and I had I was parring holes, uh, long holes, short holes. I was just playing really, really good golf. I was excited about it. I had a great time on the golf course, even though we left super early. So the next thing we want to do is um, I was telling my stepfather, I was like, man, if you've never been on jet ski or wavering, you're going to love it. So he wanted to do it. He's like, oh, maybe we'll do it. So the last day comes, and they're leaving this day, and they're like kind of packing up and... You know, my mom is like, oh, maybe we should go now. And they're like, yeah, I think we're going to go. And uh, my stepfather made a comment like, yeah, I really wanted to, you know, to, to do the wave runner thing. But, you know, maybe next time I guess we got to go. So we're sitting there and I was like, really? I was like, I'm doing it today. I got to do it. So they're just sitting there. And my stepfather looks at me and he goes, so are you definitely going to wave run? And that's when I knew he wanted to. And so I was like, let's do it. So he looked at my mom and he was like, yeah, is that cool if we just go, you know, and uh, she was like, whatever you want. Yeah, if you want to go. So I was like, all right, let me call some places. So now I'm excited and I'm just going online and I'm looking for places to call. So let me let you guys know what, what Long Beach Island is like. For you people that don't know what Long Beach Island is, it's a it's a very, very long, thin island down in South Jersey, you know, Jersey Shore, but it's a very, very thin island, all right, it got absolutely leveled Hurricane Sandy, uh, that Storm Sandy 2012 leveled the place, there was even a book in the house we were staying that showed, like, cars that were under the sand, or that, that came up from the sand, you know, that were, like, discovered under the sand afterwards, houses just tilted over, like, the place got leveled, now, when you go there, everything is brand new and there's all these brand... They actually redid the island so it looks better than it ever did because so many houses on the, on the you know, right there in the water are redone. But uh, it got leveled. So there's different parts of Long Beach Island. Um, there is... And I don't know how many miles long. Not many though. Maybe like 15 miles. It's, it's like... The, like if you went from one side of the island all the way to the other through the lights and everything, it's probably like 40, 45 minutes. It's it's a, it's kind of a, a small, you just got to wait with the traffic lights and stuff. So um, there's different parts. There's uh, Surfside, there's Ship Bottom, there's uh, Beach Haven, and there's Brand Beach. There's a couple of different spots. So last year we were at surf uh, Surfside, and um, it's kind of like in the middle. This year we were further down. Um, towards the end of the island, and we were in Beach Haven. That's where our house was. Our house was in Beach Haven. So don't worry. It's all part of the story, and it's all part of how fucking infuriated this dude got me. So, um, so okay, so there's Ship Bottom, there's Surfside, there's Beach Haven, Brand Beach, all that. So we're in Beach Haven. So I get on the phone, and I call a, a, a rental place, and... Uh, I I just answer, and the guy answers quick. And you know the way somebody's like a fucking monkey at work? They just have the regular routine, so they're not even thinking about what they're doing or saying. They're not even thinking about it. They're just like, yeah, hello, welcome to blah, blah, blah. You know, a fucking, you know, it might as well be a tape recording of, you know, good evening, welcome to Applebee's, gonna blah, blah, blah. It's just shit like that. So this guy does that with his, you know, with the rental place, and he just goes like, so-and-so, blah, 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 this and that. So I didn't even hear him. Because he talked way too fast and he was fucking not even listening, like caring if anybody's listening. He just wanted to get through the phone call quick enough so he could probably go back to just sitting there doing fucking nothing. Oh, this guy pissed me off. Wait till I get to this. So I go, yeah, man, are you guys, um, are you guys in, in Beach Haven? Which, where I was. And he goes, 
No, no, we're in shit bottom. Why would I say shit bottom when I answered if we weren't if we were in Beach Haven? Like such a dick. Like I can't address to you guys. Like you know the way sometimes when you listen to me on on the podcast and I try to explain something and you know I'm trying to make you a part of it and make you understand it and make you feel it. I no matter how good I do that with this story, you still won't know how much of a dick this guy was. So. So I, I'll do it again. So I go, yeah, you guys located in Beach Haven? And he goes, no, I would be in Beach Haven if I just said, you, you know, I just said shit bottom. How would it be in Beach Haven? Didn't you hear me? I go, no, I didn't because you talked too fast. That's why. Like I literally went right at him the way he was like, no, why would I say shit bottom if we we're in Beach Haven? Like who, how, first of all, I'm calling you up to get you money, asshole. I'm calling you up to fucking give you a service, okay, in August, which is your peak time of year, okay, to to rent out and, and to do this service for people on the ocean or the bay. I'm, I'm calling you to give you money, dick. So why would you answer the phone like that and be a dick? So now I'm already pissed off. And I go, well, I didn't hear you because you talk so fast. I didn't hear you. And then he was like, all right, well, you know, whatever. He said something. It really just pissed me off, really rubbed me the wrong way. You can tell that this guy was a fucking douchebag. You know, you could tell that this guy, he was just like a bully. You could tell he was the type of guy that bullied people. The guy sucked. Gets worse. So then after that whole fucking initial thing with him talking fast to me, he go, no, I didn't hear you because you spoke too fast and being rude to me. I said, do you guys take like reservations? And he goes, reservations for what? What are, what are you talking about? What, what reservations? We, we... And I was like, for your services, dude, for, for everything... Like, I think at one point he told me to calm down. It's like, he was being the biggest fucking dick. He's like, all right, all right, relax. It's like, yeah, for your services, what do you mean do you take reservations? I'm being courteous to see if I have to fucking come in at a, at a, at a regular time, you know, that you give me. All right, come in at 12.30, come in at 11, come in at 10.30, whatever. I'm trying to find out if I have to do that or if I could just come in. You know, what do you mean? Reser- reservations for what? what are you talking about? Reservations for dinner, you asshole. What do you think? How many services do you have? Reservations for what? It's wave running, paddle boat, something like that. Stop trying to take your job seriously, okay? You work in South Jersey in a, on a, on a, in a fucking place that rents jet skis, okay? You dope. You're doing nothing with yourself, okay? You should be happy I'm calling up trying to give you money, you fucking asshole. Absolutely unacceptable how this guy talked to me. Reservations for what? What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? We need reservations for what? Reservations for the two or three services that you have? I want reservations for a great steak dinner tonight. Can you help me with that, you dope? Probably never been to a steak restaurant in your life. Much mention the guy's like rich and it's his dad's company. But you know what I'm saying. What a dick. So he's like, no, no, you just like come in or, you know, whatever. And then like he just fuck, like then he just like hung up. And I swear to God, this is a week ago and I still have the number. I have not let it go, and I, I haven't decided if I'm going to call up and try to get that guy on the phone and really go at him and have it out with him, or if I'm just going to go over his head, talk to his boss, and be like, look, this is this is the most ridiculous thing, and I just don't know. But it was so unacceptable, so rude. You could tell the guy was like a bully. You could tell he was a douche who probably you know just like picked on people or just tried to always make comments about shit, which you guys know I cannot fucking stand. And the guy was just such a dick. And uh, luckily we found another place which was in Beach Haven and it was in the Bay. It was awesome. The the amount of like space you could go jet skiing on was so much fun. So it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was great. But um, that's my unacceptable. Um, 
of the day. It was just, you know, so fucking, what a dick. Why would we be in New Haven? Why would we be in Beach Haven if I said shit bottom? It's like, I didn't hear you say it because you mumbled it because you were on autopilot because you have a shitty job, dick. Well, reservations for what? What are you talking about? Reservations for what? It's like the guy could have been so much cooler. And, um, you know, I think I think that this bully had somebody go at him like when I went at him a little bit with the with the first thing he said, that that's why he was a dick about the reservation thing. It's like, don't be a dick, dude. If I'm calling up saying, are you located in Beach Haven? You could just say, no, we're not. Um, we're in a, a ship bottom. I'm sorry I didn't make that clear enough. Something like, something like that. But hey, if you're in Beach Haven, we're not too far away. Why don't you come down? It's a great time. Like something like that. Then I'd be like, oh, it's, all right, it's a 20-minute drive or whatever it is. Let's do that. You know, instead of, why would I say that if we're here? Yeah, I'm really going to give you business now? Unacceptable. Jersey ass. And speaking of Jersey, and I'm not going to shit. I know, listen, I, I, there are reasons I don't like Jersey with the driving and the, you know. Oh, get the jug handle. You missed the exit. Get the jug handle. Nobody says jug handle. Stop it. Just say fucking take the half turn. Makes me like Jersey less. So you take the jug handle. You miss one exit. You're fucked for 25 minutes. Easy. Other, you know, you're always sitting in traffic. Other than that, though, it's fine. I got family there. I'm not trying to be a dick about Jersey. However, my other unacceptable was, I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, this is really just, this is the lowest. You want to talk about animals. Um, this was going to be my unacceptable, but the guy at the jet ski place pissed me off so much. Wave runner place, I guess I should say. Um, they don't really do jet skis that much anymore, but that guy pissed me off so much that that was in my head for my unacceptable. It pissed me off that much. But the other unacceptable was going to be, I found this out later. I don't know if you guys heard, but a daycare center for young children in New Jersey were actually making the kids fight each other, and some of the employees joked and called it Fight Club. Um, you know, guys, if that's not the most despicable thing I, I've ever fucking heard in my life, okay, it is ridiculous. They were making four-year-olds, four- to six-year-olds fight each other and, like, laughing about it. And, uh, you know, I'll bring up an unpleasant memory that I had um, a long time ago. Uh, me and my brother, my mom uh, put us in this camp and the camp was in Yonkers. And I hope somebody from Yonkers actually hears this. Um, I'm in my mid-30s, so you could do the math. Um, I might have been, I don't know, seven, eight at the time. And uh, my brother was five years older than me. And uh, my mom, you know, just just a couple of weeks, we're staying with my grandmother in Yonkers and uh, put us in this camp. And, you know, my brother, I, it was it was very mixed you know, even back then, it wasn't it wasn't like predominantly white. It was like we were almost a minority, or it was very very mixed. But I would say more African American and Spanish, and you know, probably very close. But and I remember, uh, and it's not a good memory for me. It's not really a brutal, bad memory, and it's not really so vivid. So if it's not that vivid, I, I can't say that it was that horrible. But I do have bad memories of like I remember when the counselors were making like some of us fight, like they would put boxing gloves in, but come on, go at it for a little while. And it, they did it in a fun loving way, but it was really fucking brutal. And it was a way that these teenage counselors could like laugh and thinking back to it. I remember it making me feel uncomfortable and it's bringing back memories even now, as I say it, and it bothers me. 
uh, because, you know, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't have to do that. I should be worrying about going into the pool and hanging out and doing fun things. And instead, these fucking piece of shit degenerates were making kids do stuff for their entertainment. Uh, which goes to show you that even back then, Yonkers was shitty. And Yonkers is still shitty now with schools and stuff. But um, anyway, that's... that's uh, Whatever. That That's a story for another day, I guess. Or um, whatever. But when I... When I read this and I, I heard what these people were doing in Jersey with four-year-olds, like, I mean, first of all, it's bad enough you do it with like eight, nine, and ten-year-olds to entertain yourselves and say, yeah, go at each other or whatever. That's brutal. You shouldn't do that. But with a four-year-old and a six-year-old making these little kids fight, these fucking babies, what kind of piece of shit? And I love how, like, the daycare and the news, the, the head of the daycare, well, we had no idea. We had, Really? You had no idea? It's your thing. Who's overseeing it? You got to take your kids out of that fucking, you got to take your kids out of that daycare immediately. Oh, we're appalled. We had no idea. That's, that's terrible. We would know. You had no idea. Come on. Get fucking, it's, it's a daycare center. You know, the liability and the insurance that goes on that having other people's babies there and you don't know what they're doing. So that means it's either unfit to have children in it or you're lying. Either way, you're fucking out of here. Like in uh, casino. He goes, either way, you're too dumb, or you're either in on it, or you're too dumb to realize, either way, you're out. That's that's exactly what this is. It's fucking despicable. And I know, listen, it's not the state of New Jersey's fault, but it did happen to fall into a state that I'm not too fond of, uh, some of the people, so fuck you, okay? It happened, in a, it happened there, and the people there are fucking, the people at this thing, let me tell you guys something right now, I'm not even trying to be funny right now, I'm not even trying to be funny. If I found out that my son or daughter was in that thing, and they were made to fight, I don't give a fuck if it is a man or a woman, okay? I'm going to repeat that. I don't give a fuck if it's a man, woman, young, old. I will come into that place and the the hell that I would raise, I'll fucking beat somebody to, to an inch of their life with a fucking Slim Jim, okay? And I don't mean the, the one that you put in the car to open the lock. I mean the fucking redneck snack. I will go in there with the longest Slim Jims I could buy and fucking whips. I will give somebody Slim Jim lacerations on their fucking face. And the reason why I would do it was because those shitty fucking Wawa's and those shitty fucking stores that people go to and the disgusting snacks that are displayed in rest areas in New Jersey have Slim Jims everywhere. So just to add insult to injury, I would want the embarrassing story of not only fucking whipping these people till they had fucking bloody lacerations on, but I would fucking want the story to get out that it was with a fucking unopened Slim Jim. I would grab like three or four Slim Jims and just whip the shit out of somebody. And they would have to, they'd have that like, wait, what the fuck are you doing? Is that a slim? Like, I would have them like just see the fucking bright yellow label just coming at their fucking head. I don't give a fuck who it was. I would beat somebody to a bloody pulp with fucking Slim Jims just to represent the state and how shitty they are. That's my weapon of choice, okay? I would lose my fucking mind. And then I would go to the head of it and fucking try to choke him with a Slim Jim. I swear to God, this is the most unbelievably disgraceful, awful, appalling story that I've ever fucking heard. It's, it's so unacceptable. It should have been my unacceptable. That's why I'm adding to it. Give me a break, man. 
I, I just, you know, I'm not for hitting anybody, and I'm really not, you know, I'm kind of half-joking, I guess, because I'm really not for hitting people and doing that. But if I found out, if I found out that they were making my children fight, I'm telling you right now, I'd be arrested. I'd be arrested for the, for the, the, the hell I would raise, I would just lose my mind. And, uh, yeah, that's just despicable. And shame on the fucking whole place and the people doing it. And somebody, no, but that's not fair to the teachers that didn't know. Fuck you. I don't care if it's not fair to the teachers that didn't know. You know who's going to know? Those little kids for the rest of their lives. Because I'm sitting here and I remember some shit from when I was seven, eight years old. Okay, because it was an unpleasant thing. And when you associate camp or daycare with unpleasant things, it's just not a good thing. It's really not. So... That's what I'll say about that. Um, all right, let's get into your guys' unacceptables. Here we go. Uh, oh, here we go. Joseph Troncale. Would you look at that? It starts with it. Mr. Verzi. Check this article out. New Jersey animals at their finest. Daycare workers start a fight club with kids who were four to six years old. Throw away the fucking key to these cages, Paul. Absolutely, Joe. Thank you for the submission. Uh, okay, this one is from Jesse Thomas. Jesse Thomas says, People taking the seat next to you in an uncrowded theater is absolutely unacceptable. Build a cage over the front two rows and make all animals sit up there where they belong. P.S. Thanks for recommending The Gift as a date night movie. Your review was spot on. Yeah, good. I'm glad you did that, and I agree with you with the movie thing. It's, it's the worst. Thank you for the submission, Jesse. Uh, okay, two quick ones. Uh, these are going to be quicker today, so that's good. And we'll uh, got some other stuff to talk about. Do a little NFL preview. Some people were asking about that. So here we go. Two quick ones from uh, Ryan Gennaro. Fat, ugly masseuse blowing her nose with a used handkerchief several times throughout an hour-long massage. And every time she did it, she threw the used handkerchief on the massage table inches from my head even touching my shoulder a couple times. I didn't think this was actually happening the first few times she did it. I figured she was wiping uh, away some of the massage oil off her hands until clearly her snot being blown out of her nose. Sure enough, I woke up sick the next morning with a cold and sore throat. On top of that, she also took at least three breaks during the massage to pull out her phone and send a text. Unbelievable. Clearly more interested in a text conversation than doing her job properly. Completely unacceptable. I left a nickel on the massage table and walked out when it was done. She deserved half a penny. Good for you. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That reminds me of the fucking jet ski guy answering the phone like a dick. Aunt, these people just don't get it. And they need to be called out. Good for you for leaving a nickel. Uh, second one you got. Going out to a bar and taking a cab home only to have... The driver be 10 times more fucked up than you are. Chomping on a Big Mac during the whole ride and even ask if I could get him Xanax. I'll take Uber next time. Who hires these animals? You're absolutely... That's really unacceptable. That's dangerous for you and other people. Uh, two great unacceptables, Ryan. Thank you. Those are awesome and you're 100% right. Um... This one is from Justin Bird. Saw this while driving mail in an extremely wealthy neighborhood in Baltimore. Why not just advertise you're a whore? And it's a picture of, uh, what is that, a Carrara S Porsche. And the license plate says Gold Digger. Um, that is unacceptable. You know what? The guys that she's with or whoever got her that car, 
they know what they're in for, so they deserve every minute of it. Uh, you know, but yeah, that's just she's just throwing it out there. Let's see here. Okay, this is from Joe Marsala. Hey, Paul, me and friends were out to dinner this week in St. Louis, and I'm not that into baseball, unlike every other idiot in my city. I like football, in particular the New York, uh, New England Patriots. So we got to the restaurant early to watch the Patriots play. We were the only people in the place for about two hours before the game started. Then right when the game comes on, it's dinner time, so we know um, it got in. So you know it got insanely busy. And without asking anybody, this animal grabs the remote and puts on the fucking Cardinals game. If you're going to change the station, at least ask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking imbecile. Um, yeah, the only the only thing I'll say is it is preseason and the Cardinals are it's such a big thing in that city. But I hear you. At least have the common decency to go look. There are guys waiting here for a football game, and I'm just like grabbing it and stuff like that. It's complete. It's complete. Uh, you know, in, in, there's no consideration there for other people. Okay. Um, let's see here. This is from Calvin uh, Conroy. Hey, Paul, a few nights ago, my family decides to get takeout dinner. I decide to get the club sandwich platter. They usually come with fries, but I asked my mom if she could get onion rings instead of fries, instead of the fries. Uh, When she got back with the food, I noticed I didn't get my onion rings. When I asked her what happened, she said, they were too busy to substitute my fries to onion rings. It's a goddamn restaurant. What am I paying for? Get your shit together. Unacceptable. Uh, thanks for reading. Uh, Calvin from Ottawa. Well, thank you for the submission, Calvin. And yeah, the too busy, it's like, okay, I would get if you were too... I would get if it was so overwhelmingly busy and the fries were like just in a pre-made bowl and you just grab the fries and put them in, which is actually not a good restaurant if they do that. And also, um, if onion rings are on the menu, what's the problem? I, I just don't understand. Like, you can't take three minutes to fry up some onion. Like, just, that's, yeah, unacceptable. I love it. Another good submission. Uh, here we go. This one is from Jason Burr. And Jason Burr, Dear Paul, Today's Unacceptable is brought to you by SPS or Sacred Penis Syndrome. Okay. I work for a German automotive manufacturer in Alabama. That's right. Yuppie pricks that you thought uh, was your German precision machine uh, is assembled by some Alabama rednecks. Anyway, sacred penis syndrome is where a man walks directly past all four out of four urinals, which are unoccupied, to go hide in a stall to whip out his dick to pee in in a commode. Not the worst part. The majority of these sufferers of sacred penis syndrome, who I assume do this because they feel their penis is more special or sacred than those who use a urinal, don't know how to lift the lift up the seat. Now, Paul, in this factory environment with uh, thousands of workers who I assume are age 18 and over, how do you grow up uh, owning a penis for that long and not learn how to use it properly. Why is there pee all over the toilet seat every time I need to shit? 
uh, one would think that a grown man with sacred penis <laughs> syndrome who needs to go <laughs> into a stall to pee could at least lift up the seat and not pee all over the seat. Animals, put him in a cage uh, with a toilet seat that doesn't even have a lid or seat. Sincerely, Jason Berth. Thank you, dude. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, um, you know, every time I take my kids out, one of them, I don't know if it's just a thing with kids, every time you take the kids out, right? I don't know if I'm the only one. I'm sure parents listening to this can, can relate. I don't, every time, even on vacation, my son or daughter, daddy, I got to go to the bathroom. It's either one or two. And it's like right at the worst spot, either right when the food gets there or right when it's time to order. It's just always at a bad spot. But you know, when your kids got to go, your kids got to go. And you know, what I do is, I might've mentioned this before, I get a whole wad of like the paper towels and I wet it with the sink. And I don't even care even if the seat's clean, I do this. And I just wipe down the ring of the bowl. Then I put the seat down. I get another wad. I wipe that down. I just wipe it clean. Then I cake on the paper, clean paper, so the kids could sit. And even that middle part, that's like the break of the seat with it's just porcelain, I put something over that. And then I, you know, I'll pick my son or daughter up, put them on it, let them sit and go because it's just gross. And even if it is clean, you know that other people pissed on it and it was recently wiped down, but I got to do it again for my kids or whatever. It's just so fucking gross. And uh, basically, stay away from public bathrooms at all costs if, if, if you have to. Uh, that's what I would say. Um, all right, th- and thank you for the uh, submission. All right, this one is from Chris McCusker. Chris McCusker. Hey, Paul, my name is Chris, and I'm a longtime listener and huge fan. Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, not sure if this has been here, uh, has been on here yet, but my unacceptable is when parents bring their shitty crying babies into movie theaters. Uh, have some fucking respect and do us all a favor and get a babysitter, you inconsiderate jerk. Well, you could tell he's mad. Inconsiderate jerk. Yeah, I like this guy. This guy gets it. I don't get to go out to the movies much, which is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, so when a mother brings her year-old baby and sits two rows in front of me, it took everything in my power not to lose my shit. 30 minutes in, the kid starts hysterical screaming when the movie got loud. After three continuous minutes of torture, I had enough. I went up to the mother and exploded. Three minutes, I said. Three fucking minutes we've all been listening to your kid cry. Please have some respect and leave so the rest of us can try to enjoy the rest of the movie that you haven't ruined yet. And she did. Good for you. Good for you. The people in the theater started clapping as she left the theater. People need to start calling uh, other people's be calling out other people's behavior. Absolutely, man. That's what we're trying to do here. One at a time. Good for you, Chris. P.S. I'm glad you hated Mad Max Fury Road as much as I did, and I found this uh, realistic trailer for the movie and thought it was pretty funny, and uh, you would get a laugh out of it. Here is the link if you want to check it out. Thank you. I definitely will. P.S.S. Cigar Recommendation, Patron 3000, one of my all-time favorites. You know what's funny about that, Chris, is I just had, I've been having more uh, Padrones. I like them. I like them. Uh, I got the, what is it, the Corona, the little one. And um, I the Padrones have a really good taste. It's one of my, they they really are good. They really are good. The first time I ever heard about it was um, I went to a cigar shop in New York and they said a lot of the Knicks, uh, and that, that was the one that Carmelo Anthony loves Padron cigars. And uh, me and Burr smoked one that was way too strong once. 
but uh, the one with the lighter uh, leaf on the outside is was really good. So, but uh, thank you, great submission. Thank you for um, for you know sending it in. Um, okay, this one is from Gary. Love the show. I look forward to it every week. Um, I have attached an article about a group of animals that need to be caged. These ladies embarked on a wine train across the Napa Valley for great scenery and some wine tasting. Instead, they acted like animals. They were warned to lower their tone several times, but they did not abide by proper everyday etiquette, so they got kicked off uh, as they should. One lady is quoted as saying they were rambunctious. Uh, that they were rambunctious, which, as you know, as a parent, means they were bothersome, loud, and obnoxious. And to top it off, after getting kicked off the train for not following the rules and the rules of etiquette, they, of course, pulled the race card. Sadly, nowadays, the race card can now be viewed as black privilege. I'm a minority, so no white privilege here. But when my boys and I are being loud and doing dumb shit, we all... Hold on, I'm sorry. My boys, but when my boys and I are being loud and doing dumb shit, we all know damn well we deserve to get kicked out. Uh, Why can't people take responsibility for their own actions, cage these fools up, shut down their wine train? Uh, Keep up the great work. Well, thank you. Uh, Thank you, Gary. And um, yeah, it's just, you know, I just look at it like whether it's race card or not, I just don't understand why these people, why it's always excuses for their actions. It's like, it's always fucking excuses. It's this, it's that. Listen, guys, back in college, I got fucking naked in an emergency room. I got hammered at a party. Quick story, got hammered at a party. Shouldn't have left the party. My friend made me leave the party, broke his finger. While he's getting his finger wrapped up, I start pissing all over the bathroom in the emergency room. I start ripping magazines, throwing them everywhere. Like I'm a fucking rock band in the late 80s and this is my hotel room. I lose my mind. I just decide to get naked, run down the hallway, pop into rooms looking for him. You know, I try dancing. You know, my dick is out. I'm swinging my dick around. I try dancing with the nurse. I got arrested. And you know what? I was a dick. The judge said, you do this again, I'm throwing you in jail for 30 days. I said, you'll never see me again. That's it. When I realized what I did, I was, it's my, like these people just like, it's always excuses. And the worst thing is it's adults. It's not like little kids. Take fucking responsibility. Yeah, you, you were an asshole. You were a loud asshole. You know, I I had people, I had family members, I'm not going to mention names, I had family members come to a comedy show, okay, I can't mention names, but these people were close to me, I had family members and they were with friends, and when I wasn't on stage, they were being really disrespectful to the other people there, they were drinking and they were talking and they were told twice, and then afterwards, my family was like, that's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if we could come here again. I mean, we come here and support you all the time. And, you know, I don't know if we could come here again. And I'm looking at him going, I fucking saw you. The club is 100% right. You were loud and you were talking. I saw it with my own two eyes. And I didn't say anything, but I saw it. Take fucking responsibility for your action. I can't stand people that don't apologize. And I can't stand people that can't say, you know what, I fucked up my bad. It's a really fucking bad sign. Okay, a couple of more here, and then we're done. Let's see. Oh, yeah, this is from Nick. Uh, And Nick said, Paul, not much has to be said about this video. Your reaction will tell the story. 
put him in a cage. And it's a fat guy. I'm going to try to get this where you guys could hear it. This is how gross it is. I don't know if you could hear it. If you can't hear it and you just hear mumbling, I'll explain after. But just try to take a look at this. This is a guy, uh, like a fat guy in a car. And it's, I guess, a YouTube clip. And he's eating the quadruple sandwich, the quadruple chicken sandwich at KFC, where it's four pieces of fried, like, cutlets on top of each other with this sauce. And he's fat, and it's got all this sauce on it. And this fat guy is fucking moaning while he's eating it. I'm going to play it right now. Thanks for the submission, Nick. It's hilarious. But here, I'm going to play it right now. If you guys don't hear it, I'll, I'll kind of explain again. So, uh, we got a little... All right, here we go. Try to listen to this. All right, let's see here. Hey, everyone, it's Joe from Joey Super Camping. Oh, good. Here we go, Joe. That cost eleven forty-seven. Eleven forty-seven. Eleven something. Eleven ninety-seven. That's right, eleven ninety-seven. But I do it for you, gang. Look at this. So I got napkins here. And uh, so we're going to give this a shot. And this is the quadruple down sandwich from KFC. And here we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I got to stop. I can't. Guys, fuck. It sounds like you listen to a porno. This guy's moaning like he's getting fucking blown. He's eating a sandwich. That was gross. Uh, yeah, completely unacceptable. And, uh, what else could you say? I mean, that was just fucking brutal. Um, yeah, wow. (laughs) All right, well, those are the unacceptables. Thank you guys so much for that. Um, I, uh, really appreciate the submissions. If you want to submit again, please go to... Uh, unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com and you could get them. I really didn't see, um, and I know some people wrote in about some sports stuff, which I'm going to get to. I really didn't see unacceptables or too many unacceptables while I was away. I might have missed them. You know, some might have slipped through the fingertips here, but um, I didn't see too many for the uh, unacceptables on Twitter. But I was away, and I wasn't really looking at them the whole time. And, you know, I think people knew I was away, and they kind of waited to cherry-pick, I guess, and put them on the, um, let me see here. Yeah, a lot of people talked about other unacceptables they did, but I don't see too many for this week. And if they did, it's probably really low. I'm scrolling here as we speak, and um, I just keep scrolling, and there's a lot. So... If you um, guys did send one and I didn't get it, send it again. Uh, oh, here was one. Uh, Steven uh, Costanza sent me one. And it's just a, I guess it's a bowl up with a bunch of piss in it and not, <laughs> and not, and not uh, that's Steven Costanza at, uh, <laughs> and then it says B minus, is it B minus, uh, effort, B minus effort, spelled out, uh, all lowercase. At B minus effort, he said it was just a a bowl with a bunch of piss in it, seat up, and nobody flushed it. Um, <laughs> that is unacceptable. All right, this one is from. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I didn't get many. That was it. That was it. So uh, send the quick ones to Twitter next week. We're back to regularly scheduled. I hope to God this goes through. If it doesn't, I got to call an IT guy, and, that'll, and I'm going to end up doing fucking hours of, to try to get one show. But I think this one's going to go. Just got to make sure that I save it properly. Um, and uh, that's it. So I did get another. Somebody wrote something. I'm going to get into sports right now. I'm going to do a little NFL preview here, guys. All right. Uh, I'm not going to do my final, final predictions, but I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to talk about this movie or this net, uh, Netflix series. And then I got some cool announcements about some plugs and cities. But a lot of cities that I talked about that I said I'm going to be coming to, I'm going to be coming to. All right. So that said, let's get back to uh, this. Somebody wrote me something about uh, the NFL. I'm excited about the NFL. We're coming back. All right, here we go. Uh, Phil Oakley writes, With all the pink shit in the NFL, everyone will be interested to hear a big segment on the Verzi effect about this upcoming season. Top three MVP candidates, Super Bowl pick, Top three fantasy picks. If you were number five in a 14-man person league, uh, you can Google Draft Calculate and run through it. I don't have time to do... Like, I'm not going to do the whole calculation with the with the draft because, um, you know, I don't really... I'm not into the fantasy, but I, I, will, I will do my best to answer all of these questions. Um, anyway, thoughts on the best running back wide receiver for the year and who is going to be a problem for the Giants this year on their schedule and who will be a joke for Eli and the dual wide receiver threat. Not too many animals this week. Someone in my league drafted Andre Johnson second, 36-year-old wide receiver. Maybe unacceptable. We shall see. Okay, looking forward. Uh, okay, do your do your own live draft in a podcast real quick. Check it out. Mock draft calculator um he's also all right okay cool well yeah man thank you if you come out to the show uh at the garden that'll be great uh anybody we're gonna do i'll get into that so i got some even more announcements about shows but okay so phil to answer your questions um you know i yeah i always do the the picks and let's be honest guys i come damn close you know every year almost every year i have at least one team in the super bowl two years ago or three years ago i had both teams in um, no, two years ago I had both teams in the Super Bowl, and then the one with the black with the Ravens and the 49ers, and then um, I had one team in. And last year I think I, I think I got cut short by one of them. I don't know, but I I I'm gonna do that. I don't know. I'm gonna do the final ones probably next week. But here's what I I want to talk about this week. Um, and I did watch some preseason, a little bit of the Giants. Um, so to answer your question, Phil, um, and thank you for the the question. Like I said, anytime you guys have something you want me to talk about, hit me up on it. I'll talk about it. Um, top three MVP candidates. You know, obviously you can't say Brady with the injury that he... I mean, the, not the injury. The uh, suspension that he got for this whole deflate bullshit. So I don't think he's going to have enough numbers to do it. Um, you know, I'm going to say... I've been saying it for a while... Of course, this is barring injuries because injuries take it all away. But barring any injuries, I think MV, I think for sure Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Packers, is going to be an MVP candidate. I think he's that good. He's the only guy that makes that throw. All those times those quarterbacks try to make that throw across their body 
which Favre got picked off a million times. They even showed something on ESPN where guys that get picked off doing the throw, Rodgers just has the arm to fit it in there. He's he's amazing. He's an amazing quarterback. He's probably healthy. As far as healthy, he's probably the top guy. I know that their Jordy Nelson got hurt, but I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm going to say, a lot of people are going to think I'm crazy for this. But I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say Odell Beckham Jr. is going to get freed up a lot by Cruz. I think it's going to take Odell Beckham Jr. a couple... Again, barring injuries. God forbid. Whatever. But barring any injuries, I think what's going to happen is they're going to really focus on Odell Beckham Jr. for a while. And then uh, they're going to have to go to Cruz. And Cruz is going to eat people up. And let's not forget, Randall's coming back. So I think Odell Beckham Jr., Aaron Rodgers. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is the dark horse for MVP, but I think his skills are something we have never seen in a long time. I shouldn't say never, but in a long, we haven't seen in a long time. Okay, make no mistake, that was the greatest catch you'll ever see. And people that went to LSU with him said that's not even the best catch he's ever done. And he his body was bent in half and his fucking and he caught that ball with three fingers back against a division rival in the end zone and kept I mean it's the most ridiculous thing. I know the college catch that was make no if you say that that's not the best catch you're fucking you're a hater. I don't give a shit who your team if you're an Eagles fan, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, I don't give a fuck what team you are a fan of. That's the greatest catch you'll ever see Odell Beckham Jr. It's the best. It was ridiculous. All right? He makes insane catches like that. He's super fast. He's like Steve Smith was with the Panthers, but better and more athletic. I don't know if he's as strong as Steve Smith is, but he could be. Um, so he's my dark horse for it. Um, I, you know, I hate to, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be a homer here, but like Eli has so many weapons now. If the offensive line protects him, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you instead of I'll, I can't say the three right now. Because I've been, I've been really, I don't, even, I've been so busy, I don't even have the chance to really. But I, I will. I, Aaron Rodgers is a definite, and the possibilities I think can be. I mean, you could always say Russell Wilson too. I mean, Russell Wilson is really, really good. Um, you know, I'd say Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and my dark horses will be Odell Beckham Jr., Eli Manning. And then you got to throw the running back in there. Throw a running back, whoever you want. I will tell you this. I do think, uh, I think LaShawn McCoy with the Bills is going to is gonna do well. He's got something to prove. I think he's going to do well. Again, barring injury. Okay, now, uh, top three fantasy picks. Uh, yeah, I would say fantasy picks. I mean, top three, I would say would be, you know, Rodgers, uh, Rodgers, Wilson. I mean, you could always go... You know, Peyton's got weapons. You know, Brady. Now, Brady, I mean, the first four games. But, you know, if you're five, you're good. Because then you could pick Charles, the running back, or Bell, I guess, is the other good running back. Like I said, I love LaShawn McCoy. I think he's a sleeper. I think he's somebody that people need to look at. Um, Best running back, you know, I would say it's one of the top three guys. I, I, you know, again, it all depends because people focus on the run more. It depends about the offensive line, but the NFL is so competitive and these, the top guys are so close to each other that I think you could pick, you know, I don't think you're going to go wrong with any of them. I guess the guy from Kansas city is doing really well and, um, wide receiver. 
I, I like Odell Beckham Jr. I, I do. I, I The numbers he put up, I mean, he put up Randy Moss numbers in 11 games. So <clears throat> I think the Giants are really good with that. Um, who's going to be a problem for the Giants? You know, the Giants are always inconsistent. The Giants are a team that'll lose to a bad team, you know, and then go into Lambeau Field and win on Monday Night Football. You just the Giants. You just never know what the Giants are going to do. Any team could be a problem for them. The Jaguars could be a problem for the Giants, and the and the Patriots aren't. It's just what they are. They've always been that way. Um, I don't know what you mean by who will be a joke for Eli. I don't know if uh, if, if you mean like good or bad or whatever. Because I always say it's a joke in a good way, but. I'll tell you what, Eli's got Cruz and Beckham there, and then Randall's back. And Randall's a good receiver. Randall's like a number two on any other team, or or a lot of teams he could be a number two, and he's a number three on this team. I like him, and I think he's going to give Eli a lot, of, a lot of help. So as far as your buddy drafting Andre Johnson, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I actually love that pick. 36 years old. That's nothing. I'm 36, man. I play basketball. I run around. I mean, I'm not a pro athlete, but I feel good. That guy probably feels great. You know, he's probably excited and rejuvenated to be on a new team. He's always been good. And until he has that really bad, disappointing year, you got to put him there. He's a great great wide receiver. I like the pick. Um, so there you go. That's uh, that's to answer your question. Thanks for the questions, Phil. Okay. Um, yeah, I like, I watched some of the Giants preseason against the Jaguars, a little bit against the Jets. Problem for the Giants is going to be the, the, um, the defensive backs, I think, need to get better. But that's kind of the case with us all the time. I don't love our running game. And uh, you got to see what happens with Pierre Paul. So, like I said, things for the Giants that you think could be a problem, it could be opposite. They're just... That's the Giants. Everybody thinks, oh, the offense is going to be great. The defense could overachieve and the offense could underachieve. Who knows? But I'm looking forward to it, and I do like the moves that the the GM made. Uh, As far as the Jets, the Jets look uh, like that coach is for real. I think that they got a good coach. I think the Jets are going to actually be good. Uh, I think that uh, Super Bowl picks, I can't give final, but here's my four. Here's my four. I'll give you two from the NFC, two from the AFC, and I'm sticking with it. I think that the Seahawks and the Packers for the NFC. This is right now. I'll make my finals decision next week. You guys know I always do this the week the, the week before. I like the Packers and Seahawks for the NFC and for the AFC. I like the Patriots and the Colts. I think luck is getting real close to getting the Super Bowl, guys. So that's what I'll say with that. But I'll get more into it afterwards. Uh, let's see how far along we are here. Oh, an hour and six minutes. Going long. This one better not fuck me. I'll tell you that. Okay. The uh, series that I watched on Netflix was uh, Narcos. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's basically the uh, the rise and fall or, you know. I, I See, what sucks is I can't really fully talk about it because I guess it was only ten episodes. And it was only ten episodes and... I've, I know people are still watching it because it's new. I know some people have some time left. I was talking to some comedians. They only had like two episodes left or whatever. So I don't want to give anything away. But I will say this. If you like, you know, drug cartel and gangster stories and violence and 
rise and fall and all that stuff. I mean, I, I was locked into this, man. I watched all 10 episodes, I want to say, in three or four days. So I did like nine hours of TV and like, you know, like no matter what I did, when I got home from a show, I sat down on the couch, I watched three episodes. When I was just home doing nothing, I watched four or five episodes. It's that good. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely got its flaws, but it's really good. So if you want to watch a new series and, you know, I'll tell you this, it's, uh, it's really violent. It's, it's, it's very kind of blatantly brutal and in your face, but that's what it was. And that's the story of Pablo Escobar and all that stuff. So um, check it out. But I liked it. I liked it. I would definitely recommend it. I, it will keep you there the whole time. What sucks is there's things happening with the subtitles. The only knock I have on it is, so like, you know, you got to read and then something's happening or like you see somebody walking with a gun and you're reading and you want to like pop your head up and they're all speaking in Spanish and then it's narrated by the, the American actor in it. So it's like half subtitles and half being told the story. Um, but it was good. So I would check it out. Definitely recommend Narcos on Netflix. Uh, all right, got some plugs, got some cool announcements, guys. Um, recently added to the show, uh, to the show, recently added um, to my schedule of shows is uh, I just found out recently that myself... Jason Lawhead, Joe Bartnick, and Bill Burr, the four horsemen who were performing together on New Year's Eve in Los Angeles, are actually going to be going on a bus tour together through the Midwest. We are going to be going to uh, Indianapolis, Chicago, Milwaukee, Detroit, uh, Grand Rapids. I get we're, we're, I'm doing that whole run with them, and it's going to be insane. Uh, and that's all the middle to the end of October. So check those dates out. We're coming to a you know a theater near you, and I'm really excited about it. Also, I'll be at the um, Just for Laughs 42 Festival in Toronto uh, right after I am with. So so I'm gonna be with. Uh, I'm gonna open for Bill Burr in Texas, in um, Austin, Houston. Dallas and San Antonio starting September 21st and I think it goes to the 25th all of those cities you can check the websites and then I am doing the Just for Laughs festival from September 27th until October 2nd or 3rd and then I come back home and then I'm going on the Midwest run like I just told you with the bus tour the Four Horsemen so it's going to be pretty fucking nuts and um, we're really excited about it so you could check out all those dates. You could go to my website for it. Uh, you could actually, I think you could go to Bartnick or, or Burr's or Lawhead's website and look at some of those dates. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be with those guys in Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I don't know that yet for a fact, but I, I, I so I might be. I might be in Cleveland and Pittsburgh, but I will definitely start in Indianapolis um, on the 23rd, I believe, or the 24th with those guys. So uh, check that out. That's going to be insane. I'm working on some new material. I'm working on material for my next hour and all that. Now, as far as my album, I found out that I will know by tomorrow if it is uh, where it's going to go. And I will have a release date by tomorrow. And I will put that on social media. I'm really excited about it. It's called Paul, Paul Verzi Night at the Stand. Everybody listening to it seems to really like it. People that were there live said it was really good. So I'm hoping that it gets 
that feedback from you guys. Um, it'll be available on iTunes and Amazon and all that. Love for you guys to pick that up. And that's it, guys. That's the show. This has been episode 223. I hope you enjoyed it. Please follow me on Twitter, at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I on Twitter. And uh, please go to gonzofame.com. Look at great interviews with uh, great comedians. And uh, if you're going through anything in the country with divorce or debt settlement, bankruptcy, and you just need some help before going the um, legal route and spending all that money, talk to a great mediator like John Burton at uh, Burton, uh, I'm sorry, Brookings Mediation. Tell John that uh, TV and um, the Verzi Effect sent you. They'll take care of you. And uh, you could go to brookingsmediation.com or call 877-415-7770. Uh, that's really helping people. And that's nationwide, guys. You get a free consultation. So I'm really urging everybody to, to go and do that. Um, and All Things Comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com. Best podcasts, all the podcasts. That's where the Verzi Effect lives. You can uh, follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy. They, uh, you know, they do records for comedians. Just great to comedians, great to the artists, and I'm really happy and proud to be there. They are the top, best of the best of what they do. And when you go and you look at their uh, podcast lineup, you'll see that that's uh, that's true. So that's it. This has been episode 223, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And um, until next time, I'm hopefully this one works. If this one doesn't work, I don't know what I'm going to do. But uh, until next time, I'm out of here. Take care. I will talk to you guys soon.